Hey, I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. Welcome to the first episode of True Believers, a comic book podcast, our weekly show about all things comics. Chris and I have been friends for literally a decade, and we've loved comic books even longer than we've been friends. So we decided to make a podcast about it. Um, here, we're going to talk about, we're going to learn new things and talk about them with each other and share it with you guys. So for our first episode, we decided to talk about Loki, uh, his comic book background, his MCU background, and his mythological background. Okay, so Andrew, you said you wanted to take the lead on mythological Loki, right? I know you've got some really good stuff for us. Yeah, we did a bunch of research on everything, so that way we could talk about it today. And I, like she just said, did the mythological or his theological background. So I guess we can just get into it. Yeah. Yeah, get into it. So as you guys all know, Loki is the, well, as you guys should know, Loki is the god of mischief in Nordic mythology. And so just a little bit of history on how this came to be. So about 2000 years ago in like Southern Europe, the Holy Roman Christian Empire was expanding their rule, which was, you know, it was its own whole fucked up thing. But so they go to Southern Europe and they travel to Germany and Poland and encounter a deity named donor which is the old german word for thunder it literally translates to thunder so in this time donor had his own day of the week which was donerstag which translates to thunder's day which was its own day of the week and as you guys probably know if you know anything about the christian conquest they didn't like any other religions at all they only liked christianity so they wanted to destroy everything so, um, as, you know, the Christians were destroying everything, the Germanic tribes decided to flee to present-day Scandinavia to keep their religion. When they moved there, their language changed a little bit, and Donner ended up changing to Thor, which is Thor's day, which is now present Thursday, you know? In this, you know what, Thor- actually, this hmm. is very stupid, but... That's a thing that I not only knew, but was actively telling people uh, for the last five years, because it was just my my uh, fun fact, like how um, Aphrodite's day of the week um, is like Friday and the connection of that to that song Friday, I'm in love by The Cure. Mm -hmm. And it actually came up on an episode of American Gods where they were like, Donar, it's the German, (laughs) it's a Germanic name for Thor. Like it was the whole thing. And I quite embarrassingly got so many texts and calls from people who were like I was watching tv and I thought of you (laughs) yeah I thought I mean I somehow knew this too before I don't know how I knew this because I didn't watch that show but it might be because I told you it very well could be Thursday is Thursday it's like I don't know I don't even know how like I don't know anyways so that was my two cents it was the two cents I liked it. So Thor is still the son of Odin and all this, except he watches over peasants and merchants and people pray to him to bring fertility and everything. And yeah, he's still the god of thunder and he uses Mjolnir and his magic hammer. But anyway, so the Romans came all the way to Scandinavia and people were still loyal to Thor there whenever they showed up. So they would use like, they had like little wooden carvings of Mjolnir as like their last act of defiance kind of. But Anyways, so that happened. That's where this all came from. That's how Thor became Thursday and everything, which is just a little bit of history on that. But because they did all of this moving, the history of Loki changed a little bit. His origin story kind of depends on where 
or who you're asking rather. Um, but I think the most popular is that Loki is the son of Lao Fei, who is the king of frost giants. And there was a war with Asgard, with the frost giants and the Asgardians. And Asgard is where all the, um, like Thor and Odin live, if you don't know. So there's a war, Odin kills Lao Fei, and then he finds a little giant sized, a small giant sized baby, which is like a normal size Asgard, Asgardian. Um, and that's Loki. So he adopts Loki and yeah. And that's how he becomes part of the, it's called the Aegis, which is just the main Nordic gods like Loki and sorry, like Thor and Odin. That's really interesting so, because from things that I've read, um, I, I think it's interesting how stories can be different or travel differently depending on who's telling the story because I've, mm-hmm. um, I've read stories where like Loki is just in the know he's just in the mix he wasn't adopted by odin he just knows them yeah there's um there's even another origin story for him that some scholars are disputing i've only read briefly on this one but they said that he's the son of surtur which is a fire demon and loki is short for lucifer which makes him the devil that is the most christian thing i've ever heard and i say that as the supreme christian yeah so that's (laughs) that's another theory about loki but my personal favorite is the one that I was going to talk about today. Personal. My personal favorite. But I think so. The most popular one is that he's the son of Lao Fei, and Lao Fei is the king of the frost giants. However, in this one, Loki is still the son of Lao Fei, but Lao Fei is actually a woman giant. She's just a random, normal woman because Lao Fei is apparently a gender neutral term. And well, there you go. Um, and his father is somebody named Faur Booth. I don't know if I said that right. Oh yes, but. that's actually kind of what I've heard that um that Laufe is not even a frost giant, but is is seer like um Thor and Odin, and that's mm-hmm. why Loki is Loki Laufe's son. Yeah, in that tradition. Yeah, yeah it kind of started the it kind of started like the Viking age, which is Vikings would do things like that. They would take the father's name and add son, like Laufe's son. That's the father's name, son. You know. It's, I love how you uh, didn't even go to a more modern example like Erickson. Like Erickson. I was thinking Michelson, if you've seen the originals, because they're the son of Michael. But anyways, so. Um, yeah, so S- L- Loki is the son of Laufey, who's a female giant, and her father is Faubuthi. Um, But in this story, Loki and Odin become blood brothers. And I'm not actually sure how I didn't figure that part out. Well, but, I've so seen the Divine Secrets of the Aya Sisterhood, so I know exactly how. First, you cut your hand, and then you clasp hands, and then you say, by the power of mumbo-jumbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know how they, like, met or how they um, decided to become blood brothers. I just know that they did. That part's not important. Yeah, so they're blood brothers right now, and that's why he's accepted by the Asir, which is, again, the Nordic gods. So that's why he could get away with all this bullshit that he's out here doing. Because Loki is a very self-serving person. He does not give a fuck about anybody else. As he shouldn't. As he's he a trickster shouldn't. god. Like he's a trickster. It's in the it's in the history, it's in the name, it is what it is, and they should have known ahead of time. They should have known. But that's why they let him get away with so much bullshit, is because he's cool with Odin. So, you know, that's how he becomes the god of mischief. He's a part of the gods now because he's blood brothers with Odin. So, 
Anyways, in the early, early days of the Aesir, after they've already become blood brothers, um, there's a giant, and I can't remember what his name is right now. I'll have to get back to you on that. But it's he. his whole job is to, like, build a huge fort for the Aesir so they can watch over everybody. And it's, like, this huge building that he's supposed to make for them, right? Well, the giant wants Freya, and Freya's the goddess of fertility. She wants Freya as his wife, and he wants the sun and moon as payment if he can complete it within one winter. And these, you know, the Aesir is like, that's fucking stupid. Like, nobody can do it in that much time. Like, you're not going to do it. So the giant's like, yeah, I will. Like, I have my horse to help me. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, I can do this. And they were like, okay, whatever. You're not going to do it. Like, go ahead. So they think he's not going to complete it. So which is why they're like, okay, you can have Freya and the sun and the moon and everything. Well, um, the giant starts getting to work, right? He's like building. He's doing his thing. And he's actually doing it pretty quickly. And the gods are like, oh, shit, like he's actually going to finish in time. But we can't give up Freya and the sun and the moon. Like, those are important. So Loki's idea to help is by turning into a female horse. And no. He goes to, yeah, a mare. Okay. I call it. Yeah, so <laughs> Loki turns into a mare. And he goes to distract this other horse. By having Wait, sex with it. What? No. Yep. No. Yeah. Loki decides to turn into like a little pretty little thing, you know, just going by whinnying at this other horse. So you're telling me that Loki is canonically a brony? I don't want to tell you that, but yeah. That's what happens. Not only did he have sex with the horse, he ends up getting pregnant by the other horse. No. And yeah. And then he gets, so he gives birth to this eight-legged horse named Slipnir. And I don't know why it's got eight legs, but it does. Um, and because of all this, the giant didn't complete it in time because he didn't have his horse helping him. And so he gets all mad. He's like, y'all tricked me. Like, you owe me. You still should give me Freya and the moon and the sun. And then they're like, no, we're not doing that. So Thor just kills the giant. Like He's like done with it. So why didn't he just do that in the first place? If they weren't going to honor their agreement in the first place, they really should have just waited until this man was done and just had Thor kill him. Because clearly that's what Thor wanted to do. Dude, Thor was ready. He was like on edge. He was like, oh, we just got to kill this giant. Like you actually did it. He still wants his payment. Like <laughs> it's so stupid. How dare you want to get paid stupid. for the job that you completed? Well, he didn't complete it in time because he didn't have his horse because his horse was having sex with female Loki horse. So, horse. yeah okay um that but, has forced me to to uh, confront a part of reality i've never wanted to confront thank you you're welcome so yeah that has, was not sincere thanks i know but you're welcome everybody's learning today um but this is kind of uh, important because most tricksters don't actually shape shift they just give the illusion that they can shape shift so this is to show that Loki was like actually super powerful and can do a lot of things because wait. he turned into a female horse, got wait, pregnant, wait. and gave birth. So, so wait, no. So if he was a a more classical trickster, as you as you know, this is a bit of a fondness of mine. Does that mean that he would have just turned into the illusion of a female horse, and then would it have been his regular body? Let's not I go down that route. Specifics. What's the next thing you have? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> so um. Odin decides to keep this horse named Slipnir because, you know, it has eight legs. It's like, whatever. Um, so that's how Slipnir came to be. If you've ever heard that term before, it's because that's Loki's horse child. 
wait when you say he he keeps the horse are you saying like as like a pet or like oh no that's like his chosen steed he wears or rides it into battle and everything because it's got eight legs you know that's a badass so horse around on his godson yeah i guess that's that how that works right is the horse sentient or is it just a horse with eight legs i don't know the answer to that question does he ride this horse into battle how does loki feel about this I don't think Loki cares. You know, he just did it for the team. He took one for the team. I need you so, to be loyal like that to me. I will never have sex with a horse for you. <laughs> I'm not that loyal. <laughs> but after all this, thank God that's over. Loki gets married to Sijin. He has two kids, which are Narvi and Vali. Excuse me if I say any of these names wrong. But You so, are deeply yeah. unexcused. I'm sorry. So anyways, he has this, he gets married, he has his kids. And then, so we fast forward a little bit and there's a God named Balder, right? And he sees a prophecy, Balder's the God of joy. And he sees prophecy of himself dying and he becomes hella depressed because he doesn't want to die. So his mom, Frigg, makes every living creature swear an oath that they won't harm Balder. And everybody agrees, except for like one piece of mistletoe for some reason. And I don't actually I've heard the story and I don't think that they ask because they're like oh oh it doesn't matter it's just a mistletoe that could have been what it was yeah so either way this mistletoe still doesn't like swear loyalty to Balder and so what happens is since nothing can harm him the Aesir or all the other gods are sitting here just throwing shit at him because they think it's a game because nothing can hurt him you know and then which is kind of funny like just imagine them picking up a stick and throwing it and it doesn't hurt you and everybody's cool with this game, except Loki, because he doesn't like it, because it's not his own brand of chaos, right? So he's like, he decides to, um, he wants the game to end, because it's not his idea to be an asshole. So what happens is he transforms into an old woman and like gains Baldur's trust. And then Baldur tells him that the only thing that can harm him is this one piece of mistletoe. So Loki goes to get that mistletoe, and he makes a dart out of it. And he comes back with his dart and he gives it to Hoder. And Hoder's blind. He can't see nothing. So he's like, hey, do you want to play a game? Like, look at this dart. We can throw it. And he, Hoder's like, sure, like, let's do it. So they start doing like this little target practice game. And he gives him this dart. And he's like, all right. Loki says, the target is over there. And Hoder obviously can't see. So he just fires the shot. And then Loki dips out. Because what happens is Hoder hit Balder and kills him with that mistletoe dart. Okay, <laughs> I offer a counter argument that maybe Hoder can see and maybe he just really hated Balder because, you know, they say that Stevie Wonder isn't really blind. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was just tired of the game too and he was like, mm-mm. <laughs> he was like, you know yeah. what? I'm tired of watching us throw crap at the God of Joy. Yeah, but as far as I know, like, Balder didn't mind, you know, nothing's hurting him. He's just like, all right, have fun. It's so joyous, you know, but um, so Balder, or sorry, Balder dies and he goes to hell, which is where everybody goes when they die. And the gods are like, really upset about this because this dude was cool. Like, he's the god of joy, like everybody's happy around him. So the gods are really upset and they go to hell and they're like, hey, can you just, like, give him back? Like, he wasn't supposed to die. And Hell's like, sure, you can have him back, but 
you have to make sure every creature in the world cries over him. And they're like, okay, we can do that. So the entire world cries over him, except for one giant named Thok. And Thok. T-H-O-C, or sorry, T-H-O-K-K. I thought you said T-H-O-T as in that hole over there. Mm, Maybe, because... Uh, we still don't know if Doc was actually like a real giant or if it was Loki. It could have been a thought. We don't know. So the Asir thinks that this was Loki just not letting Balder come back. So they're really mad about this, you know? Oh, because Hell is his daughter. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think so. Pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to come back to that. I'm pretty sure because he's got those two kids with Sijin. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, now I have to be aware that he has a horse. Um, but <laughs> he's got Jormungandr or whatever, that wolf, um, Jormungandr yes. and the wolf aren't the same person. And then he's got hell. Okay. So maybe hell is his daughter. So, you know, this one giant's not crying over him. So Loki's scared that the gods are going to come for him because they are. And so he goes to Midgard, which is earth. He just, he's on this like really scary cliff type thing with like a river nearby. Like it's really dangerous. Nobody should ever be there. And he makes a house out of rocks with four doors so he can always see somebody coming no matter where they're coming from and it's up on a cliff like there's a valley below so he can hear people coming there's a river behind him um so he's just sitting there he's still getting paranoid day after day because the gods can see everything you know he he's like okay if i just turn into a fish i can hide in the river during the day and come back at nighttime like it's fine like they won't find me so that's his brilliant idea so he keeps doing that day after day he's still getting more paranoid one day he comes back and he's like just sitting by his little shitty fire and he's like he has some twine he starts making a net on accident he's just messing with it you know and accidentally makes a net um and then he hears voices from the valley below which are all the gods because they know where he is so he gets scared he throws the net into the fire to so they can't find it except net's the only thing that can catch a fish which is um yeah so he turns into a fish he jumps back in the river the gods come into his house. They find the remnants of the net and they're like, oh, we can totally make this. Like, let's just remake this again. And that's how the first net was created. Some say that's how the first net was created. Fishing net. So they make a net. They catch Loki. They're obviously really mad about this, right? So they want to punish Loki, but they don't want to kill Loki. So they do some really fucked up shit. What could be worse than the horse thing? Oh, wait, I know. Do you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're they're gonna cut off his son, and they were like blood for blood, period. And they pulled out his son's guts and like tie him to a rock, like Prometheus, and just they're like, "Yep, here you go." Kind of. They find Narvi and Volley, both of his sons, and they transfer transform Volley into like a rabid wolf, and then they make then the wolf goes after the first thing nearby, which is Narvi. So, like, they made his own brother, like, just rip him open. And that's when they take all of his guts and everything and tie Loki to a rock. But, like I said, he was married to Sijin, and Sijin was a bad bitch. Like, this bitch is ride or die, right? So she's crying over the death of her sons, like she should be, because that was fucked up. And then Loki is tied to this rock by his guts, so she goes to see him. Um, So he's tied to the rock by his son's guts, and they put a snake over his head, so it's constantly dripping venom onto him so she's like whenever they all leave she gets a bowl and she's just catching the venom from dripping on his face 
And then after that, once it gets full, she has to go dump it out into like a little thing, like a little basin somewhere. But whenever she's leaving, like the snake is still dripping venom, right? So every time that like she's gone, it and the venom drips on his face. He shakes and it causes earthquakes and stuff because it's pretty serious. Like this is a very hella poisonous snake. Anyways, so Loki ends up escaping and basically makes a whole army with all of the Asir's main enemies, which is like Fenrir the wolf and like Surtur. Yeah, like everybody, all their main enemies. And he starts a whole war with them. And then all of the Asir fall except for like a slow a select few even loki dies in this because he's fighting heimdall and heimdall and him kill each other and that is ragnarok and ragnarok is the it's supposed to symbolize the end of time but like rebirth you know so everything gets destroyed in a world of fire because surtur wins and he just destroys everything and you know what um I understand where you're going from with this, but I've always thought, you know how um, how when people introduce like Christianity to uh, new states, like particularly like in, I think the Byzantine Empire or like, I don't know if it's the Byzantine Empire or if it's like the Roman Empire or if I'm thinking about Greece, but when Christianity came, they literally said that like all the old gods died and then the Christian God came so i think that's what ragnarok is for like to pull them into the fold from what i understand and i might be wrong about this but ragnarok was the end of time like i just said but then a few gods somehow survived it and then they came and like made a happy world again which that could be christianity but oh i can't remember who it was there was like two gods in particular and I can't remember their names right now. I know it's not Tyr. It was not Tyr. <laughs> or Balder, I can tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason, and this is this is going to sound stupid that I don't know all this stuff about Norse mythology because I'm just not interested. But the only reason why I knew a lot of that stuff was because I'm a big fan of Rick Riordan and I read all the Magnus Chase books. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's Tyr. That's Magnus Chase's dad. And he's the one who doesn't have his sword going into Ragnarok. So he's prophesied to die. And like the whole Magnus yeah. Chase book, it's like all Loki scheming. Well, the, all three of the books are like Loki scheming and them trying to prevent Ragnarok from happening early. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of it too. Yeah. <laughs> I read all that, but only like briefly. Yeah, and there's actually two characters. Um, they're siblings, uh, Alex Fierro and oh my god, I can't think of the main girl's name. And she is literally oh, her name is Samira Alavis, and she's so cool. She's a Valkyrie. They're both children of Loki, but one of them is um, Loki. Loki is Sam's father, and Loki is Alex's mother. Mm, okay. So it was just interesting. That is interesting. But yeah, that's all I have. I mean, yeah, so when Ragnarok happens and the whole world is reborn, all because of Loki. Oh, also, fun fact about Loki that I learned. So that story about Balder where he kills Balder, there's um, another version of this story, which is the whole reason, which is one of the reasons why people consider the number 13 to be unlucky. Um, It's because there was like a party of 12 gods and then Loki was mad he wasn't invited because he's a little whiny bitch, you know. So he was mad. He shows up anyways. And then Hoder, who is still blind, um, 
he challenges him to a archery contest and it's kind of the same exact thing he's like okay just shoot that way and then he kills balder because that's who loki told him to where loki told him to shoot and then you know the whole world cries because he's still the god of joy which is why number 13 is considered unlucky because of loki so there you go it's also similar to like how judas was a 13th guest in christianity oh yeah at the last supper i was like who invited judas where judas invited himself just like loki invited himself no i i think jesus probably invited judas oh yeah that was his bestie wasn't it yeah i mean until he gave him up for that silver (laughs) yeah damn you know what's there you go some loki unrelated to loki i have a lot of judas vampire related trauma and (laughs) it's a thing that keeps coming up like i had to tell alana about it and i was like i just can't stand any more biblical vampire stories i can't (laughs) take it i'm not strong enough have you seen dracula 3000 i have not oh god you are so lucky and i wish i was you so i guess it's my turn to take over right yeah so let's hear about loki's comic book history okay learn something new about him (laughs) okay so we've heard about mythological loki let's take it to comic book loki loki real name loki laufason occupation god of mischief later the god of evil base asgard are you wondering why i'm reading it like this because i'm actually reading it i've got the michael i'm i'm actually reading it i've got the marvel encyclopedia open and i wanted to kind of reference um when loki's first appearance was and it was in journey into mystery number 85 in october 1962 just to let everybody know that he's Hmm. been around and kicking in the marvel universe for a really long time and comic book loki is not really a character that i enjoy because unlike his mythological counterpart well in the stories loki is a trickster god He's not necessarily malicious, but he's self-serving and he does things that are chaotic, but might be considered funny. (laughs) And depending on your frame of mind and comics, Loki is just straight up evil. He is garbage. There is no middle ground on this. Like he hates Thor. Thor is his nemesis. Um, He is adopt. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. This is not funny. When I tell you what it is, you're going to tell me I'm a horrible person. Loki is born, uh, same as in mythology, son of Laufey, king of the frost giants of Jotunheim. Um, Laufey was ashamed of his size because Loki is like a small, small giant. And he just hid him away, right? So Bor, who was the king of the gods and the father of Odin, went to war with the frost giants. And while he was in Jotunheim, he gets cursed by a sorcerer and he's gonna die and he comes his son odin comes upon him and he sees him about to blow away in the wind because he's turning into snow and he's like son save me and odin is like oh not you asking me to save you not you asking for help not this being none of my business so he like watches his father like blow away in the wind and his father curses him and he's like you're gonna take in the son of an enemy as if it's your own damn i'm sorry that's like the funniest thing i've ever heard like your father is blowing away in the snow and you're like "Ooh, not this being none of my business he just lets him fly (laughs) like it's like in avengers 
what movie was that infinity war at the end where everybody was turning into dust like it's like if you see your dad just <laughs> turning into dust and you do nothing you're like you don't even like what's going on he was just like oh but anyway child anyway so so he eventually he goes back to war with the frost giants like even though they've just turned his dad into snow which would stop me from ever going to a place and yeah. he finds he kills laufe and he finds a small you know azir sized baby which is loki and he like just takes the baby and he raises him as a son like a brother to thor and he he just raises him as his own son and loki never fits in in asgard he hates thor or he doesn't really hate him. He just has like a grudge against Thor because Thor is everything that Loki wants to be. He's heroic. He's strong. Everyone praises him. People love Thor and Loki does not excel in the same way. But Loki is an excellent sorcerer and he's a plotter. Okay. So he becomes the god of trickery, you know, god of mischief, like same as in mythology. But over time the tricks stop being funny they get more and more malicious and then eventually he just becomes the god of straight up evil like loki (laughs) just keeps trying and trying to take over asgard odin eventually just gets tired and he's like you're gonna have to get out of here you are gonna have to get out of here that's his solution to all the problems because as you know in the comics like thor um wasn't thor when he was living on earth odin was like you're gonna have to get out of here because that's how he parents and he turns him into a kind of Jekyll Hyde situation he's Dr. Donald Blake on earth and then you know whenever it's time to superhero he'll get possessed by the power of Thor in a very he-man kind of way um so Loki eventually frees himself from his prison which I think he was imprisoned in a tree or something and he goes to go in search of Thor but he's Donald Blake I love that loki or odin is just like you know what if i don't want to deal with it i'm not gonna deal with it like you can leave get out he just kicks everybody out until they learn to act right like parenting 101 that's how you do it It, who hasn't been kicked out of the entire world by their mom and dad you know can't say that i have i respect it though i respect it um and like loki is just a Loki is a straight-up villain in the comics, right? We've established that, right? Yeah. Okay. Not a good dude. So, terrible. So, eventually, like, Loki has been plotting and planning since the 1960s, right? Eventually, he does, like, he does take over Asgard. He enacts Ragnarok in the comic books. But Loki is the ultimate trickster. You know how in the movies he, like, died and then came back? Mm-hmm. And then died and came back and died and came back. He does that in the comics even more than Jean Grey herself. That's impressive. That's I, impressive. Boy, isn't it? And then, you know, he continues being a villain because that's what he does. Villain's villain. And and during the siege event, um, Loki actually dies for real, but he's somehow resurrected because, you know, when you got a plan and you got a plan and a plan and a plan, you got plans A through Z plus one through 72 Mm -hmm. they can't keep you down they can't so he gets resurrected into the body of a child and thor great person that thor is thor misses him he goes to hunt down hunt him down because he's like he is not dead he is not dead he technically was right and wrong he wasn't dead but he was resurrected in the form of a young boy who didn't have any memories of being a god 
and he he restored his godhood but it was impossible for him to like restore his memories and then he just became kid loki and oh yeah yeah that's that's kind of where we are or we're still dealing with the fallout of that now um i think siege was in like 2000 maybe 9 10 maybe or that's when that storyline was happening Mm -hmm. i remember kid loki who who wouldn't because kid loki is the member of the single greatest young superhero team ever the young avengers but anyway Okay, so when he becomes Kid Loki, <laughs> Thor treats him with such respect, kindness, and genuine affection that he idolizes Thor, and he changes his goals, at, like, if maybe not the way he goes about doing things, because he's still very much the god of mischief, no longer just the god of straight-up evil. Um, it, that's in the Journey into Mystery storyline, where he starts, like, kind of... Um, changing his ways or if not changing he's making an honest attempt to change his ways with no memory of his bitterness um the things that his grudge against Thor and Asgard have driven him to he makes an honest attempt to change and become a better person even though it really doesn't amount to much because at the end of the storyline at like after the death of Thor um and after a bunch of other events Kid Loki has to allow the spirit of his older self to kill him and take over his body. And now Kid Loki only really exists as a kind of voice in his original self's head to plague him because Loki is plagued by his thoughts as he should be because they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really like the journey into mystery storyline. It's by uh, Kieran Gillen. Um, Where's Loki at now in the comic books? um i kind of am not really a hundred percent sure the last thing that i was very aware of was the president loki thing and then loki and thor blood brothers and then you know i read a lot of young avengers but then he tried to steal billy's powers and then grew up a little bit at the end and became like teen loki and i know there is a new loki and thor four-part miniseries out but i'm not certain of the title but I do know that in the graphic novel for young adults to get them into comics world, there is a new story out by Mackenzie Lee called Loki Where Mischief Lies that kind of um, is supposed to bridge the comics and the MCU, like how I'm going to bridge my incredibly strange commentary over into MCU <laughs> Loki, who has a show... Um, by the time we release this episode, the show, the first season should be completed. Yeah. And that's where we're at now. So MCU Loki. So yeah. Um, so there's a few differences between between mythology Loki and like comic book Loki. Because mythology Loki, while being an asshole, was not straight up a villain. Like I said, he took one for the team with that horse. Like that was a pretty, that was a pretty big thing, you know? Ooh, that's best friend moves. That was, yeah. So, and like you said comic book loki is just a straight-up villain like not a good dude he didn't even have a bad upbringing he was just an asshole well you know? he kind of did in that everybody's like thor's the best thor's the greatest and he's essentially like a trumped up hostage yeah but he doesn't know he's a hostage until later in life right well comic book loki definitely knows um mcu loki that really surprised me that he did not understand that he was adopted like they just never told him that's weird 
Okay, yeah, we'll get into that one in a minute. So yeah, there's a few differences. Comic book Loki is a villain. Trickster Loki in mythology is just a trickster. He just is self-serving, kind of an asshole, but not totally an asshole. He's just out to have a good time, even if it's not always a a good thing, you know? Yeah, because we didn't even go into... He's actually done some good stuff. Like, it's what tricksters are supposed to do. They give you some good turns and some bad ones. Yeah, they just teeter on the edge of whatever that edge is. Glory and hanging on the moment of truth. Exactly. Come on, Lady Gaga. I was about to say I'm deeply surprised that you knew what I was doing with that, but I'm not. I've met you before. Yeah, that was you should have thought. So how are we going to kick things off with MCU Loki? Uh, Well, MCU Loki is played by Ted Allpress and Tom Hiddleston and mm-hmm. possibly some other people from what I've heard of the Loki show against my will. I wasn't really that interested in watching the show because... I'm going to be honest, I did not know what it could possibly be about. And I heard that Owen Wilson Same. was in it. So that made me really want to watch it because, you know, Cars is like my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. So MCU Loki, yeah, played by Tom Hiddleston right now. And Ted Allpress. He was and played Ted by Allpress. Ted Allpress first. Okay. And I'm sorry. So I now- think he's like the cutest kid I've ever seen. And I've actually seen more of his work than I have Tom Hiddleston's, which is really funny because his IMDb page is really short. And <laughs> I've watched like everything he's ever been in, but not because I was like stalking this kid. It was just because like I just happened to watch those things. And I was like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm glad you like threw that out there. Like you're not stalking this child. <laughs> well, you got to say it these days. Some people are creeps. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm glad you said that because anyway, MCU Loki is the primary villain of Thor, the first Thor movie and the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's when he makes his first appearance is in Thor. Uh, the, Thor. Yeah, sorry. I know you were going to say the Avengers and it was going to be wrong. So I just decided to help you out. Thanks. You're welcome, bestie. Anyway, so he essentially has the same background as the Marvel Comics Loki, except that he doesn't know he's a frost giant. And he finds out in Thor 1 because he's such a jerk that he decides he's going to bust up his brother's coronation, which he probably should not have had because Thor 1 Thor was equally as big of a jerk as Loki. Oh, yeah. Thor 1 was Thor was a jerk. Like He was just arrogant cocky but, kind of understand why loki hates him but but on the other hand he's very sexy and in the mcu mm-hmm. they make it a point to to say that while loki is jealous he does not really hate thor he's just willing to put thor aside for his own goals um loki really he said in the beginning that that thing with the coronation where he let the frost giants in he just did that as a joke it just wasn't funny yeah it was not a good joke and so he so thor decides in the movie that he's gonna take it to the frost giants he's like oh y'all gonna bust up my coronation i'm gonna bust up some heads so he goes to do that everybody who's seen thor knows this but odin in his classic odin parenting style way is like boy you don't know how to act give me that hammer so he he like throws him to earth and then throws Mjolnir in like a pit or maybe Mjolnir made the pit I don't know either way Thor didn't have no powers so he was sitting up on earth just sitting just looking and some frost giants tell Loki that he's a frost giant too or he discovers that he's a frost giant in some way and he's like Odin you weren't gonna tell me this that I'm a frost giant and Odin was like 
boy, I'm tired. I mean, he was about to put him out. I could feel it in the force that he was about to put him out because that's what Odin does. But he got so stressed out that he went into the Odin sleep. <laughs> yeah, he just went to sleep. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of these kids. Like, I just threw my favorite to Earth. And now, like, this one's acting up. Like, I can't. I'm going to bed. <laughs> First of all, we've all seen Thor 3. We know that Thor was not his favorite. Well, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah he yeah he already banished his first favorite and now he's banished his second favorite now his least favorite's acting up and then frig gives loki the kingship he's like she's like oh odin is in the odin sleep you're gonna have to take over and loki this is ha! very low-key this is what loki has <laughs> always wanted so he's like oh purr it's me well, mama, you know, if I must, if I must, I will. So the Warriors 3 and Sif, they go to Earth and they're like, Thor, you got to come back. Loki is like, mm, no, no. <laughs> so he sends like monsters to stop them and stuff. And Thor eventually figures out his Loki and they come back. And Loki, Loki in this short amount of time, because I promise you this movie takes place over like three or four days or something. He has taken complete control of Asgard. As one does when they evil per. Okay, so over the <laughs> over the couple of days that this movie takes oh, place over, Loki is incredibly proactive. He is taking complete control of Asgard. I think he banishes Heimdall, who is Idris Elba, looking incredibly fine. One of the only reasons I think I would ever watch this movie again because I did not enjoy it. Um, he sent out all these monsters to stop the Warriors Three and to like stop thor and he's launched a full-scale attack on jotunheim and the frost giants like it's gotten to the point where (laughs) i think like i think from what i remember of having seen this movie twice 10 years ago i'm pretty sure that he kills laufey who's his real dad and is like you were killed by the son of odin and i was like sir you literally you have literally done all of this only to to rep your set at the last so much of yeah. it stressed me out and he decides he's going to use the casket of ancient winters to like blow up Jotunheim and he's on the Bifrost and he's like ready to go he's like Thor you can't stop me and Thor is like bet so <laughs> Thor starts taking Mjolnir and smashing the Bifrost as a king does okay and Loki's mm-hmm. like no and <laughs> He they try to fight each other, but I'm like, sir, you really think you about to fight Thor? Thor is like six feet four inches of pure Australian beef and muscle. Yep. You really thought you was gonna fight Thor? Oh, okay. And then so when they destroy the Bifrost, there's a wormhole, and it it kind of gets to that part in the Lion King, you know, at the beginning where they're over the <laughs> cliff with yeah, with, he's like save me and the Thor's like "Mm." long live the king except it wasn't that because Loki starts trying to explain himself as all people in the wrong do because Odin is awake now he's like father I did this for you I did this for us and Odin is like boy did nobody tell you to do this so Loki gets pissy (laughs) and he like let's go he gets his feelings hurt. I remember that because Odin is all like, why did you do this? And he's like, I did it for you. Like, I killed all the frost giants. I killed the king of the frost giants for you. And he's like, boy, you fucked up. Didn't nobody tell you to do that. So Loki gets all mad and just lets go and falls into the wormhole. That, that's, and you know, drama that's, queen. That 
that's that that's all i can say that that that's what happens so he goes into the wormhole he falls into the wormhole and meets what's called the other um and the other serves thanos and thanos gives him i'm sorry and then the other gives loki his little scepter thing that he uses in the avengers movie so that's what happens in between those movies because they don't explain that they kind of do but i think it's in a uh one of those after credit scenes I don't know if oh. it's in the after credit scene for Thor or if it's in the after credit scene for the movie that led directly into Avengers, which I think is probably either Iron Man 2 or Captain America 1. I'm not certain which, but either way, yeah. I was not happy to see the return of Loki. Yeah, because he shows up with his scepter that he got from the other and he um, and he's after the Tesseract, right? I think that's what yes. happens in the Avengers. Because so he's after the Tesseract. Thanos wanted it because isn't the Tesseract an Infinity Stone or something? Yeah, it was. Oh, I can't remember what stone it was. Not important. It was an Infinity Stone, so Thanos wanted it. But and then he has the Chitari army, and now so Loki's now the villain of the Avengers movies because he has the Chitari whales, which are the giant flying things in the sky, the aliens that come through in New York, and he's got a scepter, mind controlling people. Now he's the villains of the Avengers movie because he didn't learn his lesson the first time when he, you know, lost to Thor. So obviously he ends up losing to the Avengers. That's how the whole movie ends. And Thor... Wait, you got to talk about how baller he was. I will give it to him because he was baller in Avengers. Like he was, he was giving us villain. He was giving villain. Like in Thor 1, it was more of annoyance, sneaky bastard. But Loki was appearing in different places all over the world. He was terrifying people. He was putting the fear of a Norse god into them. He was because he should. He was mad now. Like his father just basically said, like, I don't love you. And his brother got his little hammer back. Like he's upset. So he obviously does the most with it. And As he should. I don't want to praise Joss Whedon's directorial style because I'm not, as everyone who's ever met me knows, I'm not a fan of the Avengers team movies, but I think this, like something like that, uh, the initial encounter is something that he did really good at because when they were showing the different parts of the world, the different like interlocking storylines, I was so engaged and um, just enjoying the movie more than I have any team up Avengers movie since mm-hmm. like because I didn't like Angel Ultron didn't like Infinity War I've only seen about 20 minutes of Endgame and I didn't like Captain America Civil War so like all of those I was like this is not it but Avengers 2012 understood the assignment we even have moments where there are so many moments where you're not really certain what's going to happen next and then I feel like the success of this movie really did um influence a lot of how the mcu came in the later half what i mean by that is now they're so dedicated to like people not being able to see what happens next i feel like that's unfortunate and i feel like that's the the legacy of the movie they're they're trying to make sure that they trick the audience that we don't see what's coming and they did great because you really don't know what's happening in that movie Cause I was trying to figure out what the plan was. Cause I, whatever the movie was, I've never been into the whole end credit scene. So I didn't, I didn't know that he fell into the wormhole and that he was coming with the scepter and that the other was like, now you need to go get this thing for Thanos. If I'm gonna give you some power. 
So I really mm-hmm. just came, I just showed up with my heart open, ready to watch superheroes be fine. Cause I was like, it yeah, is it what really, it is. It took a dark twist and it really showed him as a a bigger villain because he wasn't that bad in the Thor one, you know. It elevated his character, and I was it so did. happy. I was like, "Yes, okay, are we getting villainy?" And then, so yeah, that all happens. So yeah, he loses after that, and then goes to. Oh, um, not only does he lose, they beat the dog shit out of him. They beat the dog shit out of him. He said, "This is our Hulk," and then Hulk just just fucking destroys him. Hulk was literally picking him up like a rag doll, swinging him into the ground. Bop, 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 bop. Thor literally... Did I say Thor? I hope I said the Hulk first. Thor literally came and was like, y'all need to turn my brother over or whatever. He was like, no, I got this. This is my brother. But then Thor couldn't deliver on his own. So who had to come clean it up? Dr. Bruce Banner. The Hulk. He literally was like, all right, bet. That's that's what's going on, Cap, because I'm always angry. I don't remember the lines. I've only seen it three times. I have the DVD, though. Somebody gave it to me. So maybe I'll watch that. But anyway, you would think that's where the end of MCU Loki would be, right? Because that's pretty much all I thought he was capable of. I was like, okay, we got some villainy. That's all I needed. In Thor, The Dark World, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Loki does kind of like one of his infamous trickster heel face turns and ends up helping Thor defend the nine worlds against the army of the Dark Helm. No, mm-hmm. he uh, he ends up helping Thor defend the nine realms against the army of the Dark Elves. I think they're from either Muspelheim or Niflheim. I don't know. There's too many Heims. Um, and not Spartal enough Heim Dahl who's played by Idris Elba, who I previously mentioned, is incredibly fine. Yeah, the Dark Elves are from Svartalheim. Wow, I was very off. Yeah. Um, Thor the Dark World, in terms of the MCU and the canon, really did not do anything except in- introduce another Infinity Stone because Dr. Jane Foster like finds traces of it on Earth and then like they've got two, which leads into... Thor being in Avengers Age of Ultron, where he shows up to have minimal screen time. Like, Thor does not show up except to be the only on-task Avenger. And he's, like, looking around the Nine Realms um, for these Infinity Stones, right? But where is Loki? Because we know Loki is alive at the end of... No. Um, Because Loki, quote-unquote, died again at the end of Thor the Dark World but viewers with a keen eye and common sense know that this man has supplanted himself as the king of Asgard he is literally pretending to be Odin and he has stashed Odin away somewhere and he sent Thor away so that (laughs) with their mother dead and Odin hidden away there's nobody to challenge him or recognize that he's not the real Odin yeah so he faked his death and then went and back to Asgard and pretended to be Odin just to take over Asgard again. And the fact that he was like, Thor, you have my blessing. I'm so proud of you, son. That was dirty. That was dirty. (laughs) But he was making like actual, um, like making plays of himself dying and how heroic he was. Like they should have known that that was Loki. He had hoes feeding him grapes. Matt Damon was there. So much was going on at the beginning of Thor Ragnarok that I was literally taken aback. I was so upset 
watching all of this. We saw that movie together, right? I think so. Yeah. We did because I was literally like, I was so upset watching. I was like, are you serious? Because Thor steps up. He's like, mm, the nine realms are in chaos, father. But you here watching a play. Yeah. So Thor yeah. punks Loki in front of everybody. And Loki's like, okay, it's me. Dang. He's like, where my daddy at? <laughs> and this fool had put Odin in a nursing home on Earth. As that had should. been demolished. Look, okay. How many times has he kicked his children out and gone to Earth? That's you know what I'm what? saying. Parents who kick their kids out multiple times and kick them off the planet, the nursing home is probably their ideal destination. Like they can't think of anywhere better than that. And he deserved it. He really did. And then we have the whole Thor 3 storyline, which really isn't important in the grand scheme of things. But since it's called Ragnarok, I'm pretty sure we all know that Asgard gets destroyed. I mean, it is what it is. But remember that Infinity Stone thing, Andrew? How we've already found, like, two by the beginning of uh, Thor, the Dark World? Yes. Well, remember that Tesseract that Loki took in mm-hmm. the Avengers 2012? Yeah, yeah uh, it was on Asgard, and you would think that it got destroyed with Asgard, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You would when, think, because when, Loki, when he was arrested, they, he, they took the Tesseract back to Asgard, and they kept it there. And while Loki was in prison, but then Ragnarok happens, all of Asgard gets destroyed. So you think that that's going to get destroyed in Ragnarok, but it does not. Because Loki saw it on the way out and took it. Who does that? So by the end of Thor Ragnarok, they are traveling. We didn't even mention anything that happened in the movie because it really doesn't matter. All we found out that was mm-hmm. that Loki is a hoe. <laughs> yeah, that's all. He was just living alongside. Or he was just alive, living happily. He was Nothing just really letting Jeff Goldblum be his sugar daddy. Like, that's all I could retain from that movie. <laughs> that's the only important thing that happens. He steals a ship. He's like, as Guardians, I've come to save you. I was like, okay. I was looking for the trick because I do not trust this fool. So, yeah, when Asgard gets destroyed, Loki had stolen a ship big enough to have house all of the Asgardians. And so they all they're all flying in space now. On this big ship, Loki stole. That's the only important thing that happened in Loki's character in that movie. Well, I will say that they got some great moments where him and Thor kind of healed a lot of their issues with each other. Because uh, Thor was like, how dare you do all of this? Because I think it's difficult sometimes for people who are the favored child in a sibling dynamic um, to step back and step into the other person's shoes. Because Thor was like, we we were raised together, we played together, we fought by each other's side. Like he's like, I loved you. Don't don't you remember that? And Loki is like, all of these great times that you had, I spent them in your shadow. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And Thor finally, I'm glad he was sticking up for himself because the whole time, like he had been mourning Loki. He had loved him. He was like, you know, this is my brother. Da 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 da. And Thor in three, he was like, I'm not taking this foolishness period Mm -hmm. i'm gonna team up with you this time because i have to but that's it yep and we're all happy at the end of ragnarok well as happy as we can be because you know we just saw asgard get destroyed but (laughs) then comes (laughs) avengers infinity war a movie that i never wanted to go see and was coerced into going to go see the like the very first scene is thanos (laughs) The very first scene is them on the ship. 
uh, he still has the Tesseract. Loki does. So obviously Thanos wants it. So Thanos kills him. Wait, no, not even that. Thor is like, what you talking about? We ain't even got that. Like Thor is talking big noise in the back. Thanos and them, they killing up everybody. And he's like, we ain't even got that. You need to go on somewhere. It was destroyed. And then he was like, so you're going to tell him where I'm at. And then Loki's like, hey, bro. So he has to pull out the Tesseract. Like, and look, Thor is looking at him like, I trusted you again. And then Thanos, like, crushes his face. Snaps his neck. So you think that's the end of Loki? Because he's not, a, he doesn't come back up in this movie anymore. Yeah, no. As of Infinity War and Endgame, he is dead, dead. But he Until. does have this really great line. Even though I did not like the movie, I really like this part where he was like, uh, remember brother the sun will shine on us again and then i think he like dies right after that so i was like yeah. Ooh, so you who? think that he's dead dead and then the next movie happens which is endgame i think <laughs> but i thought he was they, gonna come back in endgame when everybody's coming back and then i was like oh he's dead you know he was dead so what happens is first of all endgame doesn't make a lot of sense like at all that movie's weird but their whole plan to stop Thanos is to go back in time. And they go back in time to when Loki's getting arrested from Avengers 1 with the Tesseract. And then they they get the Tesseract from him, but Loki manages to escape, which is how he's alive again, I think. And that's all that really happens in that movie. Is he literally just disappears. That's it. And then somehow we lead up into the Loki, the show, which I don't really know what the show is about. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know what this show is about either. And I haven't been interested enough to look it up. But I will share with you the things that I do know about it from TikTok. I know that, well, TikTok and the Newsarama Facebook page, which does not care. The Newsarama Facebook page does not care if we care about spoilers. And I think it's so funny. Like, it's the funniest thing I've ever experienced. Um so I know from TikTok that there's some kind of organization called the TVA. I know that the pretty actress from Lovecraft Country is part of the TVA. I know that Owen Wilson is also part of the TVA. I think the TVA has something to do with the Marvel Comics timekeepers. And oh. from the Newsarama Facebook page, I think, unfortunately, that Kang the Conqueror um is involved with the TVA and is going to show up in the MCU which I believe that would be unfortunate because I think they're trying to gear up into a live action Young Avengers project okay well um I actually don't know anything about the show so I'm just going to go with what you said and we're probably going to end up watching it at some point right because it's at, at right now there's only one episode left I think yeah and then by the time this episode comes out i think i think we'll actually be putting the episode out on the day that the last episode of the loki show comes out i'm not really certain how that is time-wise but i'm pretty sure that's gonna be the same day okay cool so then we can probably binge watch it all and talk about it at a later date right um yeah i guess um is there anything that you particularly want to see out of a loki show if we're being completely honest here, I didn't even want to see a Loki show because he was not the most interesting character. But it has been getting great reviews. I haven't been really reading them, but I know everybody's talking about them. So 
Oh, I, you know what? You know what I want to see? I want to see female Loki in that show because female oh, Lady Loki, Loki was my favorite. Yeah, my favorite in the comic books. What I really want to see, um, you know, I love, I love a little Elseworld action. I should probably stop calling everything in Elseworld, but DC Comics really does. Like that was the best term I've ever heard. Um, I want to see <laughs> Ted Allpress back as kid Loki. Um, okay. Like it's the kid version of Loki. And then I kind of want to see... I don't know, some alternate universe action. I'd like to see Loki in the classic costume because while it is very, 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 very ugly, I do like it. <laughs> oh, 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 Idris Elba cameo. Ooh, that was a good one. Okay, yeah, that would be good. I don't think they would do that. Well, you never be know good. because they paid Idris Elba to show up in Age of Ultron for that scene and all he does is have a, like a three-minute scene just to be hot. If I remember correctly, though, I think Idris said that he doesn't like being Heimdall. What makes sense? Look how big that probably, and look how big his costume is. Like, I'm sure that's uncomfortable, right? I bet it's sweaty. I bet. Like, I don't want. I wouldn't want to do it. Actually, you know what? For that paycheck, I would want to do it. I Mm. lied. Sweaty costume. Stop. Stop. I wish I could make that Perry the Platypus noise because I would do it right now. You know that. No, no, ma'am. How do you know, ma'am, me? Anyways, yeah. So if I don't know what to say, how do we finish this up? The sun will shine on us. (laughs) So, yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We Sorry, this is so awkward. This is the first time we've done this. Yeah, um, last time we said that we were, yeah, last time we said when we ended the episode that we were sorry and then it wouldn't end like this again. But the lie detector term, the lie detector test determined that that was a <laughs> lie. Um, sorry, this is probably going to be as awkward as it was last time. Every single time after that, but you yeah, know what? We're trying. We're I'm trying. Chris. He's Andrew. This is True Believers, a comic book podcast. Thank you for listening. And follow us on our social medias, which are at True Believers P on Twitter. Yes, that was because the name is too long. No, it's not P E E. And true, <laughs> and at True Believers Pod on Instagram. <laughs> okay, bye.